Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Well, you guys also, I mean, I remember Full Contact headlining at Spank. I remember there was like an eight-band show, and it was like a lot of Inland Empire bands, and you guys headlined. I also remember like... There was also a lot of really bad bands, <laughs> too, you know? So uh, there, was a lot, there was a lot of bands. So, you know, when you take, you know, the, you take a lot of those bands together, they need someone who, who can headline, right? So, <laughs> well, I'll say, but hey, when I started doing other bands outside of doing Ice... I never, like, if you were doing a show, I always remember, like, I could, you would put us on and stuff like that, and I, I and I appreciated that, and I want to say, we played with you guys and Painful Existence at the Hong Kong Cafe, right, or no, right? I definitely played at the pain, with Painful Existence a bunch of times, and definitely played at the Hong Kong Cafe, I think only once before that place kind of imploded, right? Right. Yeah. But I just remember being amazed that here we are playing this play. Like, like how, like, like how did we all get in there? You know, like it was, it was. Because I think I don't know. <laughs> this was so weird. You know, it was like like the bands would play here, and like over there, there was like buffets that were set up to like <laughs> serve like like Chinese food or something. It was so it was so random. Well, I don't know how, how that place. I don't know how the place worked out. Well, can, I mean, I'm just glad to be a part of it. Well, con- well, continuing that, I mean, don't forget our the first show our bands ever played together together was at a sushi bar called Sakura in Huntington Beach. That was that day of the dog thing. There was like 19 bands or something, and and then and then the show got canceled halfway through, and then it got moved back to the coming soon warehouse. That was a uh, yes. That was a fun time. So then. How does so then? How did full contact form? Like, 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 how did you find guys? Was that just from going to to shows? So I met those guys at a beach down in like I don't know, like somewhere down south near San Diego. I met met those guys at a beach party. We were, you know, I was down there with a bunch of other Marines, and and we were hanging out on the beach. And people were like having fires on the beach, and it was like a bunch of people partying on the beach. And I met these kind of punk kids, and um, and they were all sort of like wasted, you know. And, uh, and they were talking about music, and I was like, "Hey, I want to be in a band." And they were like, "Yeah, you can be in our band." So it was it was just it was totally random. I don't I don't even know how it worked out. And then you guys played those shows. You guys put out those demos. Did full contact ever put out any record or anything? I, I, I don't recall that you guys did that. 
So, so we recorded, we actually recorded uh, an EP for Ezat's label. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's, it never came out, of course. So, uh, and that was probably on us for just not having our crap together and not having like the layout and stuff together. But, but I remember going by, you know, Ezat's house and, and working on the layout with him. You know, I, I still have the recording. So, so if anyone's interested in, in here, they can you know get in touch with me through you. And uh, it's it's I mean it's obviously better recording than the, than the demo stuff. You know. And so then you did that band, and then by the way, you have an awesome dog behind you. It it, it just sort of peered its it, it peeked its head out. What's the name? I, of I have five dogs. So oh wow. <laughs> yeah, there's usually a couple of them sitting around me. That's awesome. That's awesome. I just wanted to call out the dog. We always want more animals in the in this. Um, so then from there, I remember at one point you, uh, whatchamacallit, so you're doing that band, uh, Full Contact, you were going to maybe call it Foul Play, you decided not to call it Foul Play, you kept the name Full, full Contact, um, and then Full Contact is done. How does Excessive Force happen? So it was, an interesting, it was an interesting time with Full Contact and Foul Play. I think we only ever played a couple shows as Foul Play. And they were they were like in the Inland Empire somewhere, right? Um, I mean, basically it was Full Contact. And I decided I wanted Full Contact to be a straight-edge band, you know? And in order to do that, I basically had to replace all the other members <laughs> with, with new members with straight-edge, right? And it was, uh, it was terrible. I mean, the... The guys in the band had a lot of heart. Um, and we actually uh, wrote and recorded a couple songs. Um, but, you know, it, it just was not, you know, full contact. If, if anything, you know, full contact got going for them. You know, the guys in the band were super talented, right? Um, so I was uh, I was glad to be a part of that. And I, I sort of screwed all that up and, and started foul play. And then um, full contact just got dissolved, you know, when I went to Japan. For the military. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so I came back from Japan, and I listened to like, like Earth Crisis, Firestorm, like the whole time I was in Japan, and I was like, oh, I mean, you know what? I want to make a, I want to make a band that's like chorus mixed with like Earth Crisis, and that was, you know, uh, sort of the idea that I had for it, and um, I met some guys. And we started, you know, full contact when I got back. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just a portion when we got back. And so you guys recorded that 7-inch. And then you went on tour. You were about to go on tour. At one point, I was going to play play bass. I didn't feel that I was good enough to, to be able to, to do it. So I ended up not doing it. Um, and then you went on, I want to say, I don't know if that 7-inch was out. You guys did like a two-week tour. Right? And is, is that is, is that correct? And would that be the beginning of Life Sentence Records with that 7-inch? Yeah, so, so we recorded the 7-inch, and I shopped it around to all the local labels, right? Like uh, Nemesis and um, New Age. Um, I think there was a couple other local labels I shopped it around to. But, uh, Why did I put it out? Like, seriously, I'm wondering now, like, I, I, I would have put that out. I, I don't know. We couldn't get we couldn't get anyone interested. We hadn't even played a show when we recorded that seven inch, you know. Okay. And um, 
So it was like, hey, here's a seven inch of a band that really doesn't exist, you know. <laughs> and it was it was really only a couple of us in the band. And we but we wanted to get this record out because we had this plan of doing this East Coast tour. It was a month long. You know? Oh, it was it was, it was, a, it was a month. Oh, I thought it was yeah. only two weeks. Okay, so it was a so month. We might have only had two weeks for the shows in, in that whole tour, but you know, the, the tour itself was a, a month because I, I got a month vacation every month from the military. I'm sorry. I, one, I got 30 days of vacation a year in the military. Okay. So I took that entire, you know, month and I booked shows, right, through, you know, what was that? There was a magazine, like some maximum rock and roll magazine, book your own, that book your own fucking life. You know that I'm talking about? <laughs> right, that book? Yeah. Right? So like we booked our tour basically from that book. You know, where you'd go in there and find people to book you shows. And, and um, um, you know, most of the shows were super terrible. And where they fell through, probably through tour. We had, we had a good time, though. But, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, we went on that tour for a month. But we needed, we wouldn't have a record out before the, before the tour. I remember you came home from that tour. And you told me something that to this day, like, filled me. Like you said, Evan, I saw ringside records in, 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 in record stores all across the country. And I was like, man... Like, that's just, I mean, just because you knew how I was doing it. I mean, you know, you've done a label. Like, it was me in my home, like, out of a bedroom, just bringing stuff to Revelation. And I, I always remember that. But then it seems to me, like, you then from there started putting out more bands on, so Life Sentence Records was a thing at that time, right? Or no? It, it was. Yeah, it was. And then you started putting out more more bands, right? Like like after that, and 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 um, what well, that's, what that's usually what happens right when you start record labels? Mm -hmm. you, you can't just put out your own crummy bands all the time. You have to put out other bands. How were you finding bands? Like, was it just going to shows? Was it just you know? Was it like like like, like how was that? Were, were people starting to send you demos? Were you? I mean, how did that come, well, the, come about? Well, the, se the second band that we that I put out, I almost said we, but it was really just me, right? In, in my in my little room at the Marine Base, right, doing Life Sentence Records. <laughs> um, uh, I put out Dead Weight, right? The Dead Weight. Oh, band, yeah, yeah. Right? Dead, Weight, Dead Weight was another band that sort of played in the same circles. Um, you know, cool guys, you know, good good music. So I put, I put that record out as, as sort of like my first non, you know, my first, you know, actual release, you know, where I actually, you know, went and got, you know, the covers professionally printed and, and the whole bit, you know. And then from there, which leads you then to doing at some point in this um the 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 18 visions of the apocalypse uh it was a 12 inch or a seven inch or what was that release? It was um it was a CD. It was it was like an EP. I think there were six songs on it or something. Gotcha. And so then, how did you? How did that whole thing come come about? Like, like, how did you start working with with them? So they were. So one of the guys in the band was was um, kind of this guy we used to pal around with, right around the around the military base. We used to go and hang out at his at his house and um, and just. You know, mess around like prank call people or go out to the movies and, and things like that. Just, just a, um, you know, a, a civilian. You know, this kid and 
And I remember he gave me this demo of, the, of, of uh, what turned out to be 18 Visions. And uh, I, I thought it was good, you know, and, and it, just, it just ended up, you know, being something we put, I put out, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Because it seemed like from there, the label got a lot bigger. Like, like at what point from California do you end up living in Salt Lake City? Like, like, how did that kind of transpire? Was it just you were into the scene out there? Do I have all this wrong? What What is the... Because I, I was always told that you lived in Salt Lake City, or no? I did, yeah. I lived in Salt Lake City for a few years. I, I got out of the military, and, you know, when I was in the military, I made like $1,200 a month in the military, you know? And I was like, okay, now I'm getting out of the military. How am I going to afford to live in California? 